Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Wednesday. Clark and I are here continuing to um, just really discern about the Nintendo Switch. Mm. <laughs> if you listened mm. on Monday, yes. oh, excuse me. <clears throat> if you listened on Monday or, or watched the podcast, sorry if I just blew your eardrums out. Um, that's something that Clark, we, we played Nintendo. It was the best. And Super Smash, Super well, Mario. I'll, re, I'll Mario rephrase. Kart. I didn't play video games until I was in college. And then I was like, oh, I what brought, is this? I brought you into the light. One would say light. One could say... <laughs> it Darkness. was super fun. Anyway, so I think um, that's where it's like, oh, these are... That, that's yeah. fun. Mario I, Kart. And I, and I put a poll out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And so after the Monday podcast, I wanted to hear what the people had to say. I said, one, would I be a good dad? Would it be good for family bonding if I got this? And the other side, I said, would I be a bad dad for not getting it? So if you didn't catch it, either way, I followed you into saying, oh, they need to get the Nintendo Switch. But as we looked at it, 85% of the few hundred people that looked at it said, yes, it's good for family bonding. While 15% said, you'd be a bad dad not to. So I'm not sure if you caught that or not. But in all honesty, we're... This is a conversation, family, technology, yeah. we have often because, you know, growing up, I feel like I had video games. I played them, like, well, I had boundaries. It was good. But the more research that comes out, the more data <laughs> just was screen time, period. And TV, video games in general, it's it's pretty revealing as to, like, okay, you have to have really clear boundaries around this yeah. or it can really harm. Of the little mind or heart or the older mind and heart. It's just very addicting. Mm. So right now we've hit pause. We haven't pulled the trigger. By We're not buying it yet. Because like, we already are very intentional on like screen time. And we even bought it. I think we talked about this maybe a year or two ago. But we bought this huge painting just to put it over the TV. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. Works. It does work. Whenever <laughs> that thing's on there, the kids just forget about it. And then they're playing. So we're good. We're trying to use TV as a tool. So that's, you know, what's going on. I know so many of you have teenagers or, you know, yeah. you're doing the cell phone, social media. Um, and we just want to say we're with you. We're discerning in this and uh, and we're not getting it. So. Yeah. Not, not anytime soon, at least. Anyway. Anyways. So just yeah. to fill you in on the last conversation, this is where we're at. Now we're at John 19. Yep. Pilot is, Clark, you had a phrase and it was so on pilots in a pickle <laughs> yeah. oh pilots man. in a pickle so when you look at the first couple of verses the jewish li- people are like bring jesus to the leader yeah the roman yep. leader and have a roman leader kill him yep and um there's something just even in the first seven verses you can tell it's not all registering with pilot he's able to put his finger on something is off i don't think i should kill this guy mm. i'm not even sure who i'm necessarily dealing with right and so Jesus was taken by Pilate. He was flogged. This is the chapter where they put the crown of thorns on Jesus' head. Mm-hmm. They clothed him in a purple robe, and they're mocking him, saying, he's the king of the Jews. Once mm-hmm. more again, Pilate comes out, and he says, look to you, I'm bringing you this man, but I'm telling you guys, I find no basis for a charge against him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came out wearing the robe and wearing the crowns, and people are just shouting even louder, crucify him, crucify him. 
So what's interesting is when you go to verse 8, Pilate has just heard that Jesus has claimed to be God, the Son of God. And it says in verse 8, when Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. Hmm. So again, there's something registering in him of like, who am I dealing with? And I love what happens next because it's a complete power check. Verses 9 through 11, Pilate's realizing, okay, I'm not sure who I'm dealing with, but let me put down my foot and kind of flex my authority. (laughs) And I love Jesus' response. So verse 9, Pilate goes back inside the palace and he asks Jesus, where do you come from? Jesus doesn't give him an answer. And then Pilate says, do you refuse to speak to me? Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? And Jesus' response is, you'd have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. It's like, what? Right. Like, holy cow. Jesus just flexed right back and is like, dude, don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I essentially, Jesus is like, I gave you that power. <clears throat> and so for me, as I read this, what came to my mind was actually a connection to Romans chapter 13. If you ever mm. go to that chapter, even the subtitles for the chapter are Submission to Governing Authorities. Yeah. Romans 13.1 says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So take that in mind, and you can read more of Romans 13, but jump back into the text for today, and mm-hmm. Jesus is telling Pilate, the only reason you're sitting there and you have a fancy crown and a cool robe and a big throne is because yep. God has ordained it and allowed it. And for us today, just now taking that, thinking about God's sovereignty, God's in control, this is yeah. really mind-blowing for us. It is. I mean, even in America, we have a few political parties. We don't have a ton of options, but we have a few major political parties. And no matter who's in power, half of the country's baffled. <laughs> like, how how did this person get elected? And then you look at the rest of the world and you look at other countries and leaders that are in position. You're going, what on earth? Yeah. Obviously, there there's corruption. There's evil people all over the place doing bad things, taking authority and abusing it. But at the end of the day, I'm going back to what Jesus told Pilate here yeah. in Romans 13, knowing <laughs> God's over it. Like he's in control and he's promising to, to use whatever it is that we go through mm. for good if we seek and follow God. And so... I don't know, for me, that was just encouraging. I guess it gives me peace, knowing that God's in control. He always has been. Yep. He still is. Whether it's North Korea, whether it's Russia, whether it's the United States, whether it's our own city level or, you know, statewide, it's, oh, God, you're there. You're working. I can have peace. That's a good word. And really, <clears throat> your phrase, pilot in a pickle, is so true, though, because he has these Jewish leaders So he's talking to Jesus on one hand, and Jesus is saying, you know, you don't even know who I am, dude. I have a frog in my throat. (coughs) Kermit the Frog here. That was Bobby. (laughs) You're really good at that. Kirby has inherited that from Clark, so she can do other voices also, and it is so funny. Spiritual gift. Um, (laughs) But Pilate really isn't a pickle because he's talking to Jesus, and Jesus is, you know, no fear, and Pilate is afraid. And then he's also dialoguing with these Jewish leaders, and they are letting him have it too. And he, they're letting Pilate have it. They're saying, you know, let's do with this guy what we need to do. And so that's kind of what stuck out to me, verse 12. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. So Pilate's like, I don't get this guy. Uh, I'm a little afraid. Let's just let him go, like, quietly. 
But the Jewish leaders kept shouting, if you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. So he's kind of pulling rank here, like Caesar. Anyone who claims to be king opposes Caesar. And so um, Mm. this directly relates, if you remember back to yesterday, Tuesday's chapter, John 18. Um, If you flip to verse 31 and 32, the Jewish leaders are, again, they're bringing Jesus up to Pilate. I guess this was the initial meeting. And uh, this is what it sounds like. Pilate says, take him for yourselves. And judge him by your own law. And then their response is, but we have no right to execute anyone. Yikes. So they the, their, their hearts are fully revealed. Fully revealed. <clears throat> and so what what's sticking out to me then is there's they're just so full of fear that they they've seen, you know, this revolution through John the Baptist and now Jesus and what's going on. They're so fearful. They know we can't just contain this guy. We can't just arrest him. We can't just put him in prison. Because they're using their worldly, earthly lens and they're saying, we know people, you know, follow him and they, they love him. So we've, we've got to get rid of him. We've got to kill him. And what they don't know, though, is if you think back even again, like Clark was saying, just through the biblical narrative throughout all of the Bible, like I'm thinking of Joseph right now, you know, what these men meant for evil, God means for the most good. Because what ends up happening? Well, we know, we've read this chapter before, probably. Jesus goes to the cross and he dies. And then a whole nother level of kingdom release happens Mm -hmm. because he died. And it's just, I just imagine these Jewish leaders like, what have we done? Yeah. What have we done? Because now, I mean, you guys know after Jesus dies, he's going to resurrect here, folks. And then you have the Holy Spirit come in Pentecost and the, the, you know, the church blows up here in Acts. But um, just reflecting on, like Clark said, the hearts that were revealed here of the Jewish men. We just don't, you know, we can't just contain him. We have got to kill him. And I just want to say, God, whatever you're up to that I don't understand, because that's the Jewish leaders didn't understand. They couldn't get it. It wasn't registering with him. You know, sure. He's a blasphemer. He He's mocking truth. He's calling himself God. I don't want to be hard hearted toward what you're doing, God. And sometimes those things are really difficult. And I don't understand them. So would you just keep my heart soft to what you're doing? And you guys, I want to encourage you because if you go down back now to chapter 19, down to verse 39, you're going to read about a Jewish leader who had a soft heart, I think, who did. For sure he did. And it's Nicodemus. You guys remember that name from, you just told me the chapter earlier. It was a John. John John chapter three is when Mm -hmm. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the night and wanted to talk about his kingdom and what it meant to be born again. So you don't really hear a ton more, but you know that there's this curiosity that Nicodemus has and this interest and this almost kind of loyalty unto Jesus teaching where he's saying like, who is this guy? What's going on? He definitely does not sound like the rest of the religious leaders, crucify him, crucify him. So this is what verse 39 says at the end of the chapter. This is after Jesus has died. Um, Joseph of Arimathea has taken his body. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Goodness gracious, 75 pounds? I don't know what that relates to, but it's got to be something just insane. And so anyway, my... The encouragement there for me is just, man, Nicodemus, he was so soft. Like, you, where are the disciples at? I don't know. Where, you know, where are some of these people at? We don't know, mm-hmm. but we do know Nicodemus was there and yeah. he, um, you know, helped kind of prepare Jesus' body um, and helped to lay him to rest. And I just think, man, 
God, help me have that curiosity and that interest, not in my own way, but like Nicodemus and what you're doing, that heart for, you know, what you're up to, Jesus. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, thanks for joining us for the Wednesday podcast as we talked about Pilate and the Pickle and Nicodemus <laughs> and Bobby's frog in her throat and Nintendo Switch and all the other fun things. But at the end of the day, we hope you read John 19 for yourself. Talk to somebody about it, what stands out, reflect on um, really the, the crucifixion of Christ, and right. then we will talk about the resurrection <laughs> on Friday. So, hey, God bless you. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.